This morning, what we want to do simply is to remind ourselves of that which he has done. To encourage one another to step into and take ownership of that which he has made available to us. Hallelujah. One very sad fact in the world where we are now. I'm not just talking about believers. I'm talking about in the world where we are. It's the amount of affliction. The amount of harassment, sickness, and brokenness in the world. Hallelujah. There is so much brokenness in the world. However, Jesus came into the world to fix our brokenness. Hallelujah. And so even though there is so much brokenness in the world, the truth of the matter is that the solution for brokenness has also been given. Brothers and sisters, there is no need to be broken. There is no need to endure brokenness. There's no need whatsoever to be ruled by the fears of brokenness. There's no need to be afraid of brokenness. Because the solution to brokenness has been given. Hallelujah. And like I said, what we want to do this morning is to remind ourselves. Hallelujah. That you already have received the vaccination. You already have received the medication. You already have received the treatment in Jesus Christ. Today, the service is entitled Communion Unto Wholeness. And I want to just call your attention to some scriptures. Remind you of certain things, encourage you, and I want you to please stay with me and pay rapt attention. After we do that, we will take the Holy Communion. We will lift up our voices in prayer for a few minutes. We will praise God before we do the other things in the service. For the purpose of our discussion this morning, I just want to use four subtitles. Number one, there is the reality of wholeness. In other words, wholeness is real. It does exist. There is the reality of wholeness. Number two, that it is God's passion and provision for us all. There is no joy in the heart of God when anyone suffers from brokenness. Why? Because it is his passion to see us whole. And not only is it his passion, but it is also his provision. Hallelujah. In other words, the Lord God has provided for us to be able to live a whole life. Hallelujah. Amen. Say with me, there's no reason for brokenness. There is every reason. To live whole. Because of Jesus. Number three. Jesus. Is the provision. For our wholeness. 
Jesus is the provision for our home. I want to encourage you when you come to church, come to church with your pen and whatever it is. Praise the Lord. You see, listen to me. So I was, I was in the hospital sometime during the week, last week, and I saw everything happening in the hospital and I was going back to town, getting back to town around uh, Chicken Republic. I noticed how so many people were just living their lives completely oblivious of the things going on in the lives of people in the hospital. Praise God. And what I'm saying to you is that you need whatever God offers you, even if you're not experiencing challenges, know what he's offering you. So that if for any reason at any time you are challenged, it wouldn't be in the face of your challenge that you start looking. God is all, can I say this to you? God is always preparing you for your victory. Every day, every moment, listen to me. Every message God sends to you, he's preparing you. He's strengthening you. He's telling you that whatever you face, you can handle it. So it's important when you come to church to prepare, to receive, to learn, to take note of things. Because it's not all you hear right now. That is being said. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. To so take note of these things. Number one we said there is the reality of wholeness. It is real brother. It is real. Number two we said it is God's passion and provision for us all. That we should be whole. Number three. Jesus is the provision for our wholeness. Number four. Communion. Fellowship. Sharing, union with Jesus Christ is how we live in wholeness. Hallelujah. The four very important things. I'm just going to go through that. It's a straightforward teaching. Number one, there is the reality called wholeness. What is wholeness? Wholeness is soundness. I'm going to extend it beyond just Physical well-being. I'm going to talk about soundness of mind. Soundness of emotion. Soundness of character. It's not just that God saved your spirit from sin. But the work of salvation is all-encompassing. We'll get there in a moment. So, wholeness is soundness. Wholeness is completeness. Nothing missing. Nothing lacking. Nothing broken. Can I have an amen? amen? Wholeness is completeness. Wholeness is being restored. Where nothing has been successfully taken away from you. Nothing has been stolen from you. Nothing that is meant to be yours has been taken away from you. It's all present. Hallelujah. Wholeness is being free from deficiencies. Hallelujah. Ngalaparusataya. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, there is provision for you to be free from deficiencies. There is. Jesus did it so that you can live a life that is free from deficiency. 
prophesy over your life this morning the truth of the word of God that it shall be your experience that henceforth there will be no deficiencies in your life no spiritual deficiencies no physical deficiencies there shall be no social deficiencies no emotional deficiencies nothing missing nothing lacking nothing broken Nothing damaged in the name of Jesus Christ. It talks about being mended. Being whole means being mended. It talks about the integrity of being. No patch patch. It's a wholesome piece. Hallelujah. Talks about being unbroken. Unbroken. It also talks about being put back together. Together. Being put together. It's all put together. Everything that you be. Where it should be, when it should be, how it should be. Receive it in the name of Jesus Christ. The truth of the matter is that it does exist. I was teaching a few days ago. I think it was on Wednesday or when were we teaching? And we're talking about faith. And the basis of faith being and having an understanding that there is a way things are in the mind of God concerning you. Jesus taught us, he said, pray like this. Your will be done on earth. As it is in heaven. The image of you that exists in heaven carries no sickness. The image of you that exists before the father carries no deficiency. It's unbroken. There is no damage in the you that is before the father. In his plans and his purposes for your life. There are no deficiencies. So please know this. That wholeness talks about being put together. And there's another word I want to use to describe wholeness. It is righteousness. Wholeness means righteousness. The Greek word is dikaiosune. The state of a person or a thing that is as God says it should be. Hallelujah. That's wholeness. When you are as God says you should be. Hallelujah. God said you should be 6'2". And you are 6'2". It is righteousness. God said you should be uh, uh, 79 kg and you are 79 kg. It is righteousness. Nothing missing. Nothing lacking. Nothing broken. Say that with me. Nothing missing. Nothing lacking. Nothing broken. Righteousness is not just the absence of the practice of sin. Righteousness is things being as God thought it out that they should be. And righteousness is wholeness. Wholeness is righteousness. Wholeness is righteousness. And there is the reality of this in the spirit. Wholeness does exist. Your experience is not the factor. What is in the spirit concerning you is the factor. That's what you should pay attention to. Your life is not your experiences. Your life is what the Lord has said and provided concerning you. Now, no matter what the experience of your life is, because we all are different levels, and I'm also going to tell you this, that wholeness happens in progression. Hallelujah. It's a progressive journey. It's a continuous journey. Your experience of wholeness is progressive. You get better and better. You grow in knowledge of the things that should be 
And the more you walk in faith towards the things the Lord has done, the more you manifest wholeness. In the name of Jesus, nothing will stop your journey of wholeness. In the name of Jesus Christ. Scripture number one I want us to look at under the reality of wholeness. It's a beautiful scripture, Psalms 105 Verse number 37, there's a remarkable statement there that was made concerning the children of Israel. Psalms 105 and verse number 37. The Bible says in Psalms 105 verse 37, it says, He brought them forth also with silver and gold. Are you there? Psalms 105 and verse 37. Says God, talking about the children of Israel, he says, God brought them forth with silver and gold. And what he says after that is just mind-blowing. He says, and there was not one feeble person among them. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Would you say with me, not one feeble person? Not one failing person? Not one weak person? Not one stumbling person? Not one staggering person. We are talking about millions of people as God brought them out of Egypt. Please let me paint the scenario to you. These are a people who had been deprived for 430 years. They had been in slavery for 430 years. In the last 30 years or so before their deliverance, it was the hardest time of their lives. They had suffered so much. And in the past few years, when God had started their work of deliverance, every time Moses went to Pharaoh to make representation on the behalf of God and his people, Pharaoh made life harder for them. Nevertheless, the Bible says, and you know, when you're making bricks and mortar and you're being flogged every day by the Egyptian taskmasters, there is no way your body will not be broken. You're not feeding well. You're not resting well. You're not healthy. You don't have good medical services. Of course, your body will be broken. Nevertheless, the Bible says that when God was bringing them out of Egypt, God had set in place a standard for them. I'm looking at 6 million people living a land after 430 years. We could not find one weak person among them. That is a work that God does. I'm believing God concerning you. That all the days of your life, in your family, amongst your people, there will be no, not one feeble in the name of Jesus. Oh, will you say a believing amen? I'm telling you that by the work of Jesus Christ, it is provided. It is available. We're looking at the Psalms because you can see that God has done it before. God has done it before. How can you check millions of people and you won't find one weak person? How can you find millions of people and you will not find one person who is staggering? You see that word, feeble. In the Hebrew, talks about staggering. People who can't walk well because they are tired. They are famished. Their legs are damaged. Their backs have problems. And they're staggering. And they're staggering. The Bible says we couldn't find one. One. Not one. There wasn't one of them who had insomnia. There wasn't one of them who had a mental condition. There wasn't one of them who, who was paralyzed in his legs. 
There wasn't one of them who had a stroke. There wasn't one of them who because of diabetes had his leg cut off. There wasn't one of them who was in heart failure. There wasn't one of them. Not one. And in the name of the Lord Jesus, we're going to see that blessing in our lives. Not one. If you're a single person, we can't say not one. But we can say not once. But in the name of Jesus, not once would you have to lie in the hospital bed. Not once. Not once will you be broken in your body. Not once. Somebody say not once. I'm telling you that that provision does exist. Let's look at a few other scriptures. John 10.10, the reality, the reality of wholesomeness. John 10.10, Jesus says, the thief comes not, but to steal, to kill, and to destroy. In other words, the thief comes not, but to cause brokenness. Brokenness. How God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about healing all those who were oppressed of the devil. Brokenness is a work of the devil. It's a work of corruption. But Jesus says, I have come that they may have a wholesome life. A life of wholesomeness where nothing is missing. A life of righteousness when men are able to live and fulfill their days as God had always planned for them to fulfill their day. This trouble in your life is not part of God's plan. This failure in our lives is not part of God's provision. The world in which we are indeed is fractured. But Jesus has come and has given us victory over every affliction, over every infirmity, over every brokenness. Jesus has given us the victory. Jesus says the thief does not come except he comes to steal, to kill and destroy. But my coming is to herald the reality of a wholesome life. Brothers and sisters, you qualify for a wholesome life. Brothers and sisters, provision has been made for you to live a wholesome life. Brothers and sisters, Jesus has paid the price. Jesus has made the arrangements. Jesus has made the provision for you to live a wholesome life. Somebody say amen. amen. Third John verse number two. We're still on point number one. That's talking about the reality. And all I'm showing you in these verses of the scripture is the truth from scripture. That a wholesome life. Is a reality. It's possible. It is available. Hallelujah. People are living a wholesome life. People are walking in victory over the pressures of brokenness. People are walking in divine health. People are walking and receiving divine healing. People are receiving soundness through and through. Nothing missing. Nothing lacking. Nothing broken. I'm here to tell you this morning that that is God's dream concerning you. That is what God has planned and proposed concerning our lives. 
That that is what God says it ought to be. Help me tell your neighbor, that is what God says it ought to be concerning you. That is what God says it is concerning you. And he has sent me this morning to remind you that he has made every provision for you to be it according to what it is. Can I have an amen? Amen. No more brokenness in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Third John verse 2, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper. Prosperity talks about wholeness. All round well-being. All round, comprehensive, totally. In every aspect, in every dimension. In every ramification of your life. He says, it is my desire. It is my desire that you prosper. Oh, Jesus, thank you. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 How many of you believe the word of God? Let me tell you this. If you believe the word of God, then say boldly with me, I see myself prosper. There is no reason for me not to prosper. Would you declare from the depth of your heart with faith, I know I am doing well in life. Because it is the will of God for me to prosper. It says to prosper and be in health. Hallelujah. I wish above all things, above all things, all other wishes I have are good. But beyond all other wishes I have, I have this one that supersedes them all. And it is that you prosper or that you live a holistic and a whole life. And that you prosper and what? That you may be in health. The Lord wants you healthy. And the good news is he doesn't just want you healthy. He has provided for you to be healthy. Hallelujah. I say he has provided for you to be healthy. Once upon a time. People used to be afraid of malaria. Until the cure for malaria was found. Once upon a time, people used to be afraid of tuberculosis until the cure for tuberculosis was found. Once upon a time, people used to be afraid of all kinds of sicknesses, pneumonias, until the cure was found. Once upon a time, people used to be so afraid of HIV. The cure has not been found, but management for HIV has been found. And that is why there are fewer, there's less noise about HIV. When COVID came out, call it a controversy, call it whatever you want, a conspiracy or whatever you want to call it. But when COVID started, for the first time in the history of humanity in which we function, the totality of the world was shut down. Because of a disease. But when vaccines were found. When management protocols were developed. People went to peace. People began to rest. I assure you today. Jesus says. By by stripes. You have been healed. We are no longer afraid of COVID. That's why many of us don't use face masks any longer. In the name of Jesus, the Lord gives you understanding. You will stop being afraid of diabetes. You stop being afraid of cancers. 
You stop being afraid of infections. You stop being afraid. Why? The cure has been given. By the grace of God, in fact, you will manifest beyond the cure. You will manifest immunity. Immunity. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. He says, I wish above all things that you may prosper and be in health. Then he talks about the prosperity of your soul. For some of us, our bodies are doing well. It's our mind. For some of us, we're even making money. But it's our mind. Something is always messing up our thinking. We can't think straight. Even when God reveals to us the things we should be doing, something just breaks into the line of our thinking and we go all melancholy. They call it a temperamental type. It's not a temperament. There's a work of the enemy there in your life. And the victory is not going to come from a psychologist. Victory is going to come from knowing that the will and the provision of God for you is that you prosper in your soul. You need to prosper in your inner life and the Lord has made provision for that. Final scripture in this first part is Mark chapter 5. There you know the story of the woman with the issue of blood. For 12 years she had an issue. She had struggled for 12 years. And then someday... When she touched Jesus, the Bible says she was made whole. And Jesus told her, he said, your faith has made you whole. Brothers and sisters, it is possible and it is available to walk in wholeness. Can I have an amen? Praise the Lord. Second subtopic we want to talk about is that it is God's passion and provision for us all. It's his passion. And it is his provision. Thanks be to God. God is passionate about your wholeness. And God has provided for our wholeness. God is passionate about your wholeness. And God has provided for your wholeness. Brother, sister, God is passionate about your wholeness. And God has provided for your wholeness. If we are not enjoying wholeness, it is not God's fault. Because God is interested, committed to the point that he has provided for it. None of us can turn to God and ask God why we are not whole. Because the answer he has given to us in Jesus Christ. He's passionate. And he has provided for our home. John chapter 3 tells us. Let me read to you from verse number 14. John chapter 3 from verse number 14. And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness. Even so must the son of man be lifted up. That whosoever believeth in him should not perish. Hallelujah. But have eternal life. And brothers and sisters. There is no greater provision. Possibility. Of holds wholeness beyond eternal life. It's not a promise of what you receive when you get to heaven. It's a present moment reality with which God has impregnated your life. And it's from that reality that all expressions of wholeness shall flow. Glory to God. For God so loved the world 
That he gave his only begotten son. That men should not be broken. Hallelujah. You hear that? He gave his only begotten son. That men should be rescued from damage and brokenness. Rather that they should receive wholeness. Wholesomeness. As eternal life in his son. Verse 17. Look at this. He says, for God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world. But that the world through him might be sozo. Now that word sozo is a comprehensive word. For all forms of wholeness. Salvation is not just reading you. From the punish from sin and the punishment of sin. Healing is part of salvation. Hallelujah. Wholeness is part of salvation. Listen. Salvation is comprehensive remedy. To the problem of humanity. It's a comprehensive remedy. Comprehensive, all-encompassing panacea remedy to the problems of humanity. There is no problem of humanity that is not provided for in Sozo. Hallelujah. So when you came to Jesus for salvation, you did not just come to Jesus for your sins to be forgiven. The day you came to Jesus for your salvation was the day you were also healed of all diseases that will ever want to present themselves in your life. It's comprehensive. It's all-encompassing. This is why you must learn not to look upon the challenge or the difficulty you're facing and keep your eyes on Jesus. Because in him is a comprehensive solution. It's comprehensive. It's all-encompassing. There is no problem of humanity that Sozo does not cover. There's none whatsoever. None whatsoever. Why? In Sozo, Jesus came to make us like himself. And if you look at Jesus' life, there is absolutely no problem of humanity that Jesus did not walk in victory over. And that's what he's called you to. Another verse we look at concerning that second point is again 3 John verse 2. I wish above all things. This man is speaking the mind of the spirit. That it is the wish and the desire of God above all things. That you prosper and do well. Listen brothers and sisters forget Nigeria. There's a word that has gone forth over your life even before you were born. Nigeria is temporary. The word of God is eternal. And this word stands for sure. Forever, O oh Lord, your word is settled. It is settled. Believe the word of God. The third point or the third one is from 2 Peter chapter 3 verse 9. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise as some men count slackness, but is long suffering towards, towards us all men, not willing that any should perish but all should come to repentance. That itself is an expression of God's commitment to wholeness. You see, when a man repents, a man receives wholeness. 
the most pitiable people in this world are the unrepentant. When a man repents and turns to the Lord, oh, there is healing. There is revival. There is revival. In fact, what you need to know is once there is repentance, there is revival. If you repent, there is revival. What is revival? Revival is restoration. What is revival? Revival is bringing a man back to the state of wholesomeness or wholeness that is his. And God is committed. God's commitment to the repentance of men is God's commitment to their wholeness. Brothers and sisters, your wholeness is in your repentance. Your experience of wholeness. You embrace wholeness every time you repent. And that is the commitment of God. Number three, hallelujah. Jesus is the provision for our wholeness. Hallelujah. I said earlier on, please understand this. Praise God. No psychologist can give you wholeness. Amen. No psychologist can give you wholeness. The best source for family wholeness is Jesus. I know we have a lot of marriage counseling and a lot of marriage gist. But let me tell you the truth. You really want to do well in marriage? Focus on the Lord Jesus. You see, people tell us things like, and you stay with me on this. People tell us things like, um, uh, if you can't, you, you can't, people, you, in addition to focusing on Jesus, you have to do so many other things. Listen to me. The beauty, the beauty of Jesus is that Jesus is a person. Hallelujah. The beauty of Jesus is that he's not a principle. You see, if Jesus were just a principle, if you're having difficulty when you're applying the principle, Jesus as a principle, then you will have no solution. But you see, because he's a person who is present with you by his spirit, in the face of your difficulties, he can give you insight real time in the moment. Do you get that? And this is why, listen, are you, you're with me, right? It is more important that you are taught Jesus than that you are taught how to succeed in life. Are you with me? Are you with me? It is more important that you learn Jesus than the very many things we seek to learn in life. It is more important that you learn Jesus than to learn how to make money. Because how you know how to make money, what you learned about how making money, there are some places where it will not work. What you've learned about women, this is why I see people talking about women, you know, and then they tell, they tell us strange things. I don't want to digress too much this morning, but they tell us strange things. I've heard people say funny things. They say the way to a man's stomach is food. And I've heard people say that the way to a man's heart is sex. I've heard all sorts of strange things. God save you. 
God save you. If all your life as a woman you had learned those things. And God gave you a man. Oh, it's not like that. God save you. Hallelujah. We talk about stereotyping. We stereotype a lot in the church. This is the way men behave. Who told you? Who told you? Who told you that that man or that woman is going to be behaving like that? And even if he behaves like that, who told you he will always behave like that? Who told you situation will not arise where what you've always used to reach him? Signal has been lost for that one. You better learn Jesus. Tell your neighbor, you better learn Jesus. So that when you need expo. Have you ever seen a situation where people thought this is the question that will come out in the exam? And they went and they studied everything. Some people will even carry dubs inside the exam. Well written. Praise God. They wrote, you know, and then they entered into the exam hall and discovered that the question was completely different from what they had written on the dubs. Hallelujah. That is the way we approach life many times. Somebody is trying to give us information to say, when you get there, this is the expo you need to be able to handle it. Not knowing that the question that will be set for you is completely different from what they're giving you. That's why you need Jesus. Because most of us, when we get where we're going, discover that what we meet there, what we meet there is not what we told. We were told we'll meet there. Prepare for marriage. Prepare for marriage. Prepare for marriage. Brothers and sisters, the greatest and best preparation you can have for marriage is to know Jesus. I'm telling you. Because when you get there, you will discover all you have been preparing for is off point. Off point. I used to tell you now, they said women like chocolate, women like flour. Why is it that it's that kind of gist you people like? It's spiritual. Women like chocolate. Women like love. Jesus is the provision for our wholeness. Colossians chapter 2 verse 9 to 11. The Bible says, For in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, and ye are complete in him. Your completeness is in him. Your completeness is in him. Who is the head of all principality and power. Your completeness is in him. Who is the head of all principality and power. John 3.16. For God so loved the world. You know that right? That he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believeth in him. Should not perish. Or should stop experiencing brokenness. And have everlasting life. A wholesome life. For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Sozo. Praise God. I told you about that. Sozo. Acts chapter 3. Let's take note of these scriptures. Acts chapter 3 from verse number 13, from verse number 16. It says, and his name, through faith in his name, had made this man strong. Hallelujah. This was a man who was crippled. For 38 years, am I correct? 38 years in Acts chapter 3. 
And you know, Peter got to the gate called Beautiful and saw this man crippled 38 years. It had entered into the realms of impossibilities in the minds of men. Impossible. Peter got there. Look upon us, silver and gold have I not, but such as I have I give unto you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And the man began to walk when they pulled him up. And when Peter and Co. were questioned about what authority, in what authority, by what power did you do this? Where did you find the ability to take a 30-year, 38-year-old cripple and make him walk? Where did you find the ability to infuse into this kind of situation? The power that brings wholeness from this kind of brokenness. There's some kinds of brokenness that are hopeless. But there is nothing hopeless where Jesus is concerned. And, G- and Peter and Co. answered and said it was the name of Jesus. Through faith in the name of Jesus. He says that name and the faith in the name has given him this. I love the word. He says perfect soundness. Lift your hands and say perfect soundness is mine in the name of Jesus. You see, he didn't just say soundness. He didn't just say perfect, perfection. He said perfect soundness. On Wednesday or so, I was trying to explain to us Uh, During one of the days of prayer, I think it was Thursday, I was trying to explain to us what happens to the muscles in a limb that are not used for long. That the use of muscles is the reason why muscles get stronger and bigger. This is why you go to the gym. People go to the gym. Of course, the right reason to go to the the gym is to make your muscles healthy. It's not for shape. Hallelujah. You go to the gym to build your muscles so your muscles can increase in capacity, power, flexibility, resistance, extension, and use makes your muscles better. 38 years without using a muscle adds to the impossibility of walking. 38 years. Hallelujah. This is why some exercises are extremely difficult for some of us now. Because for the past 15 years of our lives, we have not tried using those muscles. There are muscles in your body you have not used for years. Yes. Yeah. There are so many muscles in your body you have not used for years. They are just there. And the earlier you begin to use them, the better for you. This is why, you see, our elderly people, when you see elderly people and they bend and they're finding it hard to walk, part of the reason is because over the years they have not effectively developed back muscles, leg muscles to be able to carry them well. The more sedentary you are, the more difficult it is for your muscles. In this man's case for 38 years, he was carried about. Those muscles indeed were non-existent. The miracle again is that the Bible says he began to leap. Praise God. You get? If you lie down on the bed for one week and they ask you to get up, you will know the effort. But this man didn't just stand up, he began to leap. 
enjoy. Glory to God. Whatever the situation of our lives, our God is able. He is able. I'm telling you, he is able. John eleven twenty five. another scripture we look at in that line and begin to tie it up. He says, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet he shall live. And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Believest thou this? Number five in that line on Jesus being the provision of God for our wholesomeness is Acts chapter 4 verse 12. Neither is there salvation in any other. You cannot find sozo in any other. You cannot find soteria in any other. You cannot find a comprehensive solution for the brokenness of humanity in any other. No other source. Praise the Lord. Glory be to God, you have Jesus. Do you? Do you have Jesus? Do you have Jesus? It means you carry within you. You have the access. You have the reality. You have the source of all wholesomeness and wholeness. Number four, the final subtopic. I said communion. Fellowship. Participation. Union. Sharing with Jesus Christ by faith is the how to experience wholesomeness. Praise the Lord. Now, first of all, please take note that these words, communion, fellowship, participation, sharing, union, are all from the root Greek word koinonia. Hallelujah. They all stem from the root word koinos, which means one. Same. What I'm saying here is that how do we as people enjoy God's provision of the reality of wholesomeness or wholeness? The key is in our fellowship with the Lord. Hallelujah. Now, fellowship with the Lord, what we're doing here is fellowship. But there is a reality of a fellowship wherein you participate in the life of the Lord. As the Lord participates in your life. Praise the Lord. There's a common sharing. A commonality. This is the point. A commonality of the virtues of the Lord Jesus Christ. Made available in the life of a man. When that man receives Jesus into his heart and life. Praise the Lord. You see the work that Jesus did on the cross. Establishes the um, the legality of our wholesomeness. Praise God. In the work of the cross, Jesus dealt, number one, with the enemy, the adversary that brought brokenness and unwholesomeness into your life. Listen to me, brothers and sisters. Satan has no right to operate in your life. Hallelujah. Can you say that with me? Let's add a little to it and say, because of the cross of Jesus. By the cross of Jesus. <laughs> Before we complete that statement, let me put a rejoinder. I said, Satan has no right to operate in your life. And then I want to put a rejoinder, except you give him. All right? So in this moment, 
Would you say after me? And be serious about it. Praise God. There are things that are happening in the realm of the spirit right now. I want you to put your faith to the words you're speaking now. This is serious business. Praise the Lord. Are you ready? By the cross of Jesus Christ. I declare. That any way. In which I have given Satan. Authority. Or the right. To function in my life. By the blood of Jesus. I take back that authority right now. A door just closed against something that the devil has been using to disturb somebody here. A door just closed. A door just closed. You see, in the name of Jesus, you have the authority to take it back. So I want many more of us to be more serious about that right now because we're going to say it again. Glory to God. There's power in the name of Jesus, yes? At his name, every knee bows, isn't it? Every tongue confesses her. The meaning of every knee bows, listen to me, the meaning of every knee bows is not just a physical bending of the knee. The meaning of every knee bows at his name is that every person, every entity submits to him. The meaning of every knee bows is that at his name, every other entity submits their opinion to his higher opinion. The meaning of every knee bows at his name is that at his name, everybody's agenda yields to his agenda. Now say with me, In the name of Jesus. I speak to every force of darkness. To whom I have given. The right. The authority. To function. In the affairs of my life. In the name of Jesus. I take back that authority now. And I declare the truth of the word of God. That by the blood of Jesus. No force of Satan. Has the right. Would you speak as a people of authority now. No force of Satan. Has the right. To operate. In my life. In my family. In my body, against my mind, in my mind, in my thoughts, in my relationships, over my finances, in my affairs, in everything that concerns me. I enforce the truth that by the blood of Jesus, I am delivered from the powers of darkness.
If Satan can't access you, Satan can break you. So, a dimension of brokenness is over. As we go on in this service, just open your heart. As we live in fellowship with the Lord, there is a streaming into our spirit of the virtues that give us and bring us into victory over the challenges of life. Yeah, I know. I know that your body has not functioned well in recent times. But I'm telling you, your fellowship in Jesus, your fellowship with Jesus qualifies you and connects you to a power source wherein the virtue of Jesus flows into your body. Listen to me, some of you will be healed without having a diagnosis. You don't need a diagnosis. You wouldn't even know the power of God has been healing. Do you know how many diseases your body heals by itself without telling you that there was a threat to your body? In the same way God's immune system by Jesus, the spirit of the Lord will work in your body, work in your business, work in your mind, work in your soul, work in your emotions. And you will just discover that by the work of the spirit of the Lord, you are brought into a place of liberty. You are brought into the experience of broad places. You will see that the room has been made for you. By the spirit of the Lord. This is your heritage. As children of God. You know. When the Syrophoenician woman went to meet Jesus about her child. Jesus said. I cannot give to you the bread that is meant for children. What do children need to do before their father gives them bread? Nothing but be a child. Do you need to appeal before you are healed? For the children of God, we don't need to appeal to be healed. We drink healing. We, we eat healing. We eat wellness. It flows in us. In your body, you have a particular type of cells. You know, you many, we all know them, the white blood cells. They're responsible for your immunity. They're responsible for fighting harm. Your Holy Ghost white blood cells are rising right now. They'll consume every affliction. Consume every infirmity. Drive out every infirmity in the name of Jesus Christ. As we take the Holy Communion this morning, we are declaring a truth. Jesus and I are one. In John chapter 6, Jesus said, except you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you do not have life in you. Which means if you eat the flesh and you drink the blood, you have life in you. Now it is that life of Jesus that puts you over in your body. That life of Jesus that flows into the areas of brokenness of your body. And gives you wholeness. I'm telling you this morning. That by the spirit of the Lord. Because you are one with the Lord. Eh, there's going to be a, a mighty flow. A direction of the power of God. From the spirit of God. As you have fellowship with him. Because you're in fellowship with him. It will touch every cell. It will touch every tissue. It will touch every organ. It will touch every system of your body. The pain will go. The swelling disappears. That Egyptian that you saw before, you will see it no more. Hallelujah. God dealt with the Egyptians 
and set his people free. All Pharaoh needed to do was to speak the words God gave him to speak. Hallelujah. It is not any man that heals any disease. It is, the, it is God that has done that. And the flow of his spirit brings us into it. Ours is to do what it takes for that flow to go. I came to tell you this morning that what you need to do, not just now, but to keep doing as a way of life, is to live in the consciousness of koinonia. That I do not live alone. I have been joined together with Christ. And the virtue of the life of Christ flows in me. Hallelujah. I am not too sure that whilst Jesus was walking the face of the earth, that his body was not attacked. Hallelujah. I am sure that for as long as he had skin and blood in his body, mosquitoes beat him. I can assure you that for as long as he had blood, plasmodium attempted to build up in his blood. But there was something greater about his life. I am sure about it. That living in the places where he lived, I'm sure that pneumococcus tried to infiltrate his body. That's what causes pneumonia, right? Am I correct, doctor? I'm still correct. Thank you very much. Let's go. I'm sure that it's possible that given the time and the area where he lived, meningitis tried to infiltrate his body. Bible says he was tempted in every way just as we are tempted. He was tested in every way just as we are tested. Bible says yet he was without sin. He did not fail. Why? He had a life. Congratulations. You are now a participant in that very life. But you must live in the consciousness of it. From this moment, carry with you the consciousness. Carry with you the consciousness that I am in fellowship with him. I'm joined to the Lord. I am one spirit with him. Hallelujah. John 6, 48. I'm just going to give you the reference. John 6, chapter 48 to 58. You see it. Jesus talks about if you don't eat my flesh and drink my blood, you don't have life in you. That means if you eat his flesh. And to eat his flesh isn't just a holy communion. To eat his flesh, how do we enter into communion with him? It's faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. When you have faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, you put your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, you're a man and you're a woman of communion with the Lord. First Corinthians Chapter 11. And then we go into the Holy Communion in a few moments. First Corinthians chapter 11. From verse number 23. For I have received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you. That the Lord Jesus the same night in which he was betrayed took bread. And when he had given thanks, he break it. And said, take, eat. If you're born again, you have eaten. Hallelujah. If you're born again, you have eaten. He gave the cup. He said, this is the cup of the new covenant of my blood. Drink. If you are born again, you have already drunk. 
Hallelujah. What we do this morning at the table is to enter into a remembrance. Hallelujah. Lest you have forgotten that where he is, you are. Where you are, he is. That what he has, you have now. You know the meaning of a covenant? When we talk about the New Testament, the New Testament, the New, the New Testament, the New Testament, praise the Lord. Are you a mystery? I'll be done in a moment. When we talk about the New Testament, the New Testament, New Testament. Many of us in Christ Jesus cannot peek in the Bible where the New Testament is. And I'm not talking about the books of the New Testament. Where was the New Testament caught? Every covenant is caught. Where was the New Testament caught? The New Covenant caught? Matthew 26. This is it. This is it. This is the birth. This is where... The journey, the real journey of our victory begins. On that night, Jesus took bread and he took the cup. He said, this is the new covenant. In this moment, as we are gathered here, I'm about to enact the new covenant. Now, what is there in a covenant? A covenant is designed with the intention of bringing a set of promises that one has into the life of another who does not have them. Hallelujah. Every time you see in the Bible, God cut in a covenant. Why does God cut a covenant? God cuts a covenant because there are things he has that he wants to put in the life of another person. That person can never have them except God gives them to him. But God will do it by contract. So he says, the new covenant is that I am going to put, take the heart of stone, the heart of sin out of you. I'm going to give you a new heart. That new heart is the new life. I'll put my spirit in you and your manner of life will change. Now, all that is mine will become yours. But before all that is mine becomes yours, all that is yours, which is nothing but nonsense in any case, has to become mine. So Jesus says, tonight we cut the covenant. As you take this covenant in my blood, your sins become mine. Hallelujah. Your failures become mine. Hallelujah. Your sicknesses become mine. How was it possible for my sins to become the sins of Jesus? It was in that covenant. It was in that cup. Can I have a cup here, please? Can I have a cup? It was in that cup. It was in the blood. That cup. That cup. The moment, the moment those disciples, as a representation for all of humanity who will believe in the Lord Jesus subsequently. Look, close it for me first. Close it for me first. Right, thank you. Right? The moment, the moment those disciples who represent all of us, received the cup. Jesus telling them that this is not wine, this is my blood. When you drink my blood, you give me the right to undertake for you. When you drink my blood, you have given me the authority to go on this journey for you. Ikuoroto baku. 
The moment you drink from this cup, you have put me in the right position to die the death you would have died. To suffer the suffering you would have suffered. To carry the disease you would have carried. You see, all the things that were wrong with us were things Jesus could not carry until that covenant was cut. The moment he cut that covenant, our sins became his. He who knew no unrighteousness suddenly carried our unrighteousness. And what was he doing? He was going that journey so that all that he becomes in his resurrection can become ours. The covenant has been cut. It's a divine exchange. Hallelujah. Somebody say it's a divine exchange. Say it's a divine exchange. You see that sickness, you have, you have exchanged it for life. You see that sin, you have exchanged it for righteousness. You see that failure, you have exchanged it for, 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 for success. You, you see that oppression, you have exchanged it for victory. That darkness has been exchanged for light. Hallelujah. Hell has been replaced by heaven. Can I have an amen? This is the new covenant. My blood. Now he arose as a victor over the grave. Sin, Satan, sickness, death and the world. And his victory has become your victory. Hallelujah. His victory has become our victory. He lives forever, never to die again. That has become our experience. Do you know you will never die? You will never die. Just as he lives forever, you too shall live forever. You live forever. Because someday your body will be changed. Because thanks be to God, we will not live forever in this body. It's going to be a change of body. And the resurrection. But before that time comes, why don't we stand in faith in his finished work and insist upon his provisions for our life and make up our minds we will not live one extra day with brokenness because our wholesomeness has been accomplished. Somebody say amen. amen. So as we take this this morning, praise God, the power is in the remembrance. 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 Remembering that all that you're seeing in your life now that you know should not be there after all had been taken away in this covenant. It's been taken away. Can we share this cup now? Can we share the cup now? Can we share the cup now? I want you to hold it just... Just, just share, just share it. I'm just moved. No, no, just hold on, hold on, guys. I'll tell you when to do what you do. I'll tell you when to do what to do. But let's just share this now. Mr. Bamis, come this way. Inka, come this way. Let's just share this cup now. Just share this cup. And I want you to hold it for a minute or two. I want you to hold it a minute or two. And I want you to speak. I want you to speak yourself. And say, the exchange has happened. You know, and I want you to pray about that. I want you to pray about it and declare that the exchange has happened. The exchange has happened. Uh, sin has been taken away. Now righteousness has been given. Failure has been taken away. Now success has been given. Brokenness has been taken away. Now wholesomeness has come. Hallelujah. Uh, come on. 
be serious about it. Close your eyes. It's your life. 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 I don't want to say it's your life in that cup, but it's your life in that cup. It's your life in that cup. Just declare, declare it, declare it. It's been taken away. It's been taken away. This is the new covenant in his blood. This is the new covenant in his blood. I think you should take the cup and leave that for a moment or two, right? Please help me serve these wonderful instrumentalists over here. You know, just go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Speak, 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 speak. Don't observe. Just hold on and speak, 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 speak. If you're in church this morning and you're not, you're not born again, holding that cup alone is opportunity for you to be born again. Just say, Jesus, I believe in the victory of your blood over my sin. Just go ahead and declare that. Jesus, I believe in the victory of your blood over all sin. I believe. I believe, Jesus. I believe in the victory. I believe in the victory of your blood. I see it. I see it. I see it. The sin is no longer mine. I see it. The brokenness is no longer mine. I see it. The darkness is no longer mine. I see it. The failure is no longer mine. Are you talking? Are you declaring? Please declare it. Declare it. I see it. I see it. I see it. I remember Jesus took the sickness away. I remember Jesus took sin away. I remember Jesus took oppression away. It's no longer mine. It's no longer mine. I want you to renounce anything you've been seeing in your life that should not be there. Renounce it. Say by the blood of Jesus, by the work of Jesus, I renounce this infirmity. I renounce this growth. I renounce this malfunction. I renounce it. In the name of Jesus, I renounce sin. It no longer has a place in my life. I renounce failure. I renounce it in the name of Jesus. Please give the bread to. Let's do the bread to. Let's do the bread. Let's do the bread to. I renounce it. Come on, renounce it. Declare that it is not your own. Hell is not mine. Satan is not my master. Jesus is my Lord. I renounce every association. I renounce every affiliation with Satan in the name of Jesus. By the New Testament, the new covenant and his blood, I call to remembrance that I have been made free. <laughs> I have been made free. I have been made whole. I have been made sound. Glory to Jesus. Jesus has taken it away. Jesus has taken it away. Ta Jesus has taken it away. Raise that cup and declare. This is evidence in my hand. That Jesus has taken it away. Jesus has taken it away. This is proof in my hands. Jesus has taken it away. Jesus took it away. Jesus took it away. John 1.29 See the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. Oh, it's been taken away. The failure has been taken away. The unfruitfulness has been taken away. It's been taken away in the name of Jesus. The new covenant in his blood. I am a product of the New Testament in his blood. 
Oh, it's been taken away. Now begin to, now begin to declare the things of Jesus in your life. Declare wholesomeness. Oh, by the blood of Jesus, I've been made whole. By the blood of Jesus, I have a sound life. By the blood of Jesus, I am strong. By the blood of Jesus, my body functions well. By the blood of Jesus, my cells are perfected. By the blood of Jesus, by the new covenant in his blood, I am whole, I am whole, I am whole, I am whole. Jesus did it. 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 Mandere boko sata la boshata. E para papa la kabasata. E debere de kendere bota. E para papa la kata. This is spiritual warfare. This is spiritual warfare. Speak over your own life. Speak over your own life. Extend this blessing to every believer in your family. Extend this blessing over every one of them. I speak over my father. I speak over my mother. I speak over my family members. The blood of Jesus has taken infirmity away. The blood of Jesus took that sickness away. The blood of Jesus took that infirmity away. He's taken it away. He's taken it away. He's taken it away. Beauty instead of ashes. The oil of joy for the garment of praise. Oh, thank you, Jesus. The garment of praise instead of uh, uh, the spirit of heaviness. In the name of Jesus, it's taken it away. I remember, I remember, I remember, I remember. Choir, can you come up stage? I remember, I remember. I call to remembrance. I call to remembrance. I call to remembrance that Jesus has dealt with this. I call to remembrance that Jesus has dealt with this. I call it to remembrance. In Jesus' name. Hold in your memory this truth. That Jesus has dealt with our problem. Don't have the perspective of looking to Jesus to deal with the problem. He has dealt with it. Think in terms of somebody who is constantly bugging you. He has been calling you. They say, come and pay for something. 100,000 naira. Come, come and pay for this debt. Come and pay for this debt. And then someday you remember that, ah, but it has been paid for. It has been paid for. Hallelujah. For sickness and infirmity, it may not be, you may not think in terms of payment, but always remember this, the drug has been administered. The treatment has been administered. 
You have been vaccinated. You have been inoculated. You have been healed. The surgery has been performed. This is proof. It was on that day that this was made possible. He did it. That sickness is no longer yours. Hallelujah. He himself took our infirmities. He took it. He took your brokenness. Took our brokenness. Oh, if you will only be serious with paying attention to his work. And let the spirit of the Lord make it greater and greater in your understanding. Do we all have our cups? Do we all have the bread? We will take together. Hallelujah. Brothers and sisters, life is about Jesus. Victory is about Jesus. Security is Jesus. Protection is Jesus. Long life is Jesus. Deliverance is Jesus. It's Jesus who. Praise the Lord. Jesus. When we talk about Jesus at times, you come for every service, we're talking Jesus, we sound like a broken record at times. But brothers and sisters, there's no other song. There's no other record. It's not that we cannot generate another record for you. But that will be a record that will waste your time. Jesus. Who else could say and fulfill it? This is my body. Broken for you. And his body was broken so that your own body will no longer be broken. Who else? No, tell me. Who else? Who else will carry your sin in his own body on a tree to restore you to God by whose stripes you were healed? Will you take the bread in your hand, break it, and worship Jesus? Before you put it in your mouth, just close your eyes. Call the name Jesus three times. And say, Jesus, I honor you. I honor you as Savior. I honor you as Son of God. I honor you as mighty deliverer. I honor you as Savior. I honor you as Lord. I honor you as healer. As Alpha, Omega. Beginning, Ending the first and the last. I honor you as he who was dead. Who is alive and is alive forever. I honor you because because you live forever. You will save me to the very end. Your salvation reaches to the very end. I am not afraid. That you will drop me along the way. I am not afraid. That you will turn me over. To be a victim. To anything else. 
I praise you, Jesus, because your victory over my life is eternal. It is permanent. As I call to remembrance today, what you did for me, I release my faith, declaring that from this moment on, I walk in perfect wholeness. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your body broken for me. Let's take the bread together. Oh, hallelujah. Whoosh. Power of God flows through your body. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Lift up the blood. My victory. My victory. My victory. Thank you because there's a new covenant. It has been actualized. It has been effected. And I am a product of the new covenant in your blood. I take this cup in celebration of what you did for me, Jesus. I call to remembrance that by your blood, the dominion of Satan is a thing of the past. Victimization by sickness, all affliction are things of the past because of your work on the cross of Calvary. Thank you for your blood, Jesus. Let's go ahead and take. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Ah, You have a song to sing. While you're preparing for that, just say thank you, Jesus. Come on, say thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Learn to just say thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Come on now, somebody say thank you, Jesus. Jesus. Can somebody with understanding say thank you, Jesus, with understanding? Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Let's, let's worship him with this. Hallelujah. I remember what you've done for me. Let's rejoice with that. Lift your voice. Your perfect sacrifice and victory. See, I remember what you've done for me. I worship you today. I worship you. Come on, just lift your hands. See, I remember. I remember what you've done for me. Jesus, your perfect sacrifice, perfect sacrifice and victory. I remember, I remember what you've done for me. Oh my God, I worship you. Today, I worship you today, Jesus. I worship you today. One more time. I remember, I remember. 
Oh, Jesus, you sacrifice your perfect sacrifice and victory. Lord, we remember all you've done. What you've done for me. Oh, my God. I worship you. today that what Jesus has done for us is our reality and it is our experience. To this end we agree and we declare that every appearance, every manifestation of infirmity, an end has come to it now. We drive out in the name of Jesus. I speak to every seed spirit of infirmity that up until now has labored to give expression in the lives of the people of God. I speak to you now in the name of Jesus. Leave them alone now in the name of Jesus. You come out of their bodies. You lose them alone. And you let them go free now in the name of Jesus Christ. From the crowns of our heads to the soles of their feet. I address every locus, every focus, every cell, every tissue, every organ, every system. Respect the blood of Jesus. I bring every cell and the physiology and anatomy of every cell in captivity to the obedience of Christ. I rebuke every aberrant cell, every abnormal functioning in the name of Jesus. Bow to Jesus. Yield your functioning to the hands and the spirit of Jesus. Begin to function well. Every eyes that is going deep in the name of Jesus receive refreshing. Every cell, every tissue, every organ, the power of God works mightily in you, works mightily in you, works mightily in you. I rebuke that pain in the pancreas. I rebuke that growth in the pancreas. Be gone in the name of Jesus. That spinal problem. In the name of Jesus, Christ makes you whole. Christ Jesus makes you whole. Christ Jesus makes you whole. That weakness in the feet, in the lower limb, I command in the name of Jesus, let it be corrected now. In the name of Jesus, every problem in our wounds be healed right now. In the name of Jesus. Known and unknown, visible, invisible. Let them now be corrected in the name of Jesus. Every problem of the heart, known and unknown, visible and invisible. I bring and I command correction in the name of Jesus. By the blood of Jesus, I address every attack on the mind, upon the emotions of anyone here. In the name of the Lord Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, be free in the name of Jesus. 
speak to every new neurological problem. I take authority over you in the name of Jesus. My extension to every member of our families, our loved ones, wherever they are. Today in the name of Jesus, we proclaim healing over them. We proclaim healing over them. In the realm of the spirit, we lay hands upon them. And we declare them delivered in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Father. From this moment, Lord, because of the work of Jesus Christ, as we remain in participation with Jesus, declare that every aspect of our lives manifests your favor. The outcomes of our businesses, our, our, our enterprises, shall be as though Jesus himself were doing that business. In our school, in our careers, we have the magnitude of results that the spirit of Jesus Christ alone can generate. We thank you, our Father. For everyone here today, Lord, who in